Hello! Welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture biology podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we are talking about Annihilation. So, we read this book, and now we're sad. I really hope we get to something good because we just keep doing this over and over again. We got to, I don't know, watch Star Trek again, I guess. I think so. I think so. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Annihilation was published in 2014. It was written by Jeff Vandermeer. And there is a, it's a series of books. There's two other ones. Mm -hmm. And there's a 2018 movie that was apparently, well, seems like it's very loosely based on the book. Yeah. I watched the trailer and it's, yeah, it's like, oh, weird area of land women scientists go over to look at it and that's about it which is the premise of the book also but like the book is more it's it's very weird it's very hard for me to categorize the premise because the there's no plot yeah like the plot like there is like the beginning of a plot yeah and part of that maybe is because it's the trilogy but yeah, it was... but it just, there's so many things, and in, like, I described it, and I thought about it the entire time, it reminded me a lot of Lost, and yes. I didn't I didn't watch all of Lost, I think maybe like three seasons, I can't remember, um, but it, you know, like, discovering this mysterious land and having, like, mysterious things, especially, like, in this book where they discovered the tower slash tunnel, which is basically just... Like, in my mind, it pictured as a lighthouse going into the ground, but, like, longer. Yeah, I thought it was more, yeah, like a mine shafty kind of thing. Yeah, mine shafty thing. Lots of stairs. Um, But, like, kind of discovering, like, this weird infrastructure in the middle of a pristine wildlife. Yeah. That that made me really think about Lost. Um, And then just the way that the book is set up is that there's so many things and so many threads and so many surprises and so many twists and so many mysteries and literally none of them are sewn up. And I asked um, someone who had read the other two and she was like, no, maybe a few things, but they just, it just gets worse. And I'm like, I'm, that's why I'm not going to read the other two for other reasons as well. We picked it. I don't think I knew that it was a trilogy and I thought it was like a biology mystery more along the lines of, Oh, what's the book or the movie? I mean, with Amy Adams and the alien language. Arrival. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like that, but by alien. Yeah, and I think because I watched the trailer. Yes. Like when it first came out, I thought it was going to be like they go into this place and they discover a crazy creature and it's evil and they have to fight it. Like that's what I thought it was because that's what the trailer kind of makes it the movie seem like anyway. Yeah, and Um, I could see. Throwing, like, turning that on its head that instead of being a giant creature, it's, like, more like what it ends up being, which is, like, seems like mm-hmm. all these sort of mossy, fungusy things that are, like, taking over and... Yeah, and, and then... So that would have been a cool twist on the big monster, you know, to have, like, a small monster. Small monsters. Or if they went, and, like, this might be something that they wrap up, but, like, the... But if they wrap up the, um, the thing that the humans might be changing into animals... Like, that would be really cool and fascinating, especially from a scientific podcast yeah. point of view. But it's just a tease, and then that's it. Yeah. Or if, like, they're, um, like, because I was primed for this to assume that it was aliens. But mm. if instead mm-hmm. of being aliens, it was, like, um, like the Earth sort of 
reclaiming itself or like taking back over and so yeah like you know the the like things on the earth are like taking human transformed environments and like returning them to nature or something like that could have been interesting yeah so um but we didn't get any of that and there is of course the um like the overwhelming arch of governmental cover-up shenanigans Mm -hmm. which is also very i feel lost me i don't even know don't at me i didn't finish wall of lost conspiracy theory stuff yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So, um, and yeah, then none as, of the characters have names. Nope. Which is hard. Um, yeah. And, you know, and again, it starts out as an interesting kind of thing. Like, okay, so they don't have names so that they are focused on their thing and they realize that they might not come back and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, sure, that's an interesting aspect to take when you go on this kind of mission. Of course. Yes. All of that kind of stuff. And, like, people are going there all the time and they're not coming back or they're coming back very different and etc so sure that's an interesting way of looking at it and then but then it's just yeah yeah I, I, I part of me wants to read the other two because i want to know what the author was trying to do like mm-hmm. i'm curious about yeah. that but i also it's we'll see if i get there um yeah so the main character is the biologist it was interesting because at the beginning <laughs> Lindsay and i both made the exact same note because she's shown to be like a you know field biologist, um, more ecologist than like microbiologist, mm-hmm. and she looks at cells and can tell that they're brain cells. Yeah, on a microscope. On a microscope, like on a field microscope too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, and I don't know if you can tell brain cells because do you know why? Because I'm an ecologist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you know what yeah. i looked at through microscopes like pinna yeah and, and like, uh i don't know other stuff that is large I've, i looked at a lot small of large fish blood cells probably by volume that's the most thing that i looked, I looked at. at a lot of what is in water yep you know like yep. amoebas paramecians yeah. all those good things yes but uh, I could not tell organisms. you. Yep, could not tell you what a brain cell looks like, and if they're different than um, something else. And then yeah. again, later, she's been able to tell human brain cells apart from other species' brain cells. Well, if yeah, like if there were human cells and plant cells, I could like yes, probably that would make sense because chlorophyll. Yes. And also cell walls. Like, they're pretty mm-hmm. obvious. Mm-hmm. But. But. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It was strange. It was strange. And then, like, yeah. I think it, she took, because she looks at different things. Because at one point she's taking samples from the creature in the tunnel tower. Mm-hmm. And she's like, these are human. And I'm like, okay, well, that's easy because you have human brain cells to compare that to. Like, fine. Yes. But then, she, yeah, then it's just... Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It was something that, as biologists, it was funny that we both bumped in the exact yeah, same spot on the exact on same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, um, so we're not going to really talk about the plot because it's very confusing, but basically they go to this area called Area X, which is, like, unknown, and there's something wrong with it, and then the border is advancing, which... We don't really know what that means because there's no answers to anything. Yeah. Um, and they go and they have, like, 
So the four people that are there are the biologist, the anthropologist, the surveyor, and the psychologist. Yeah. I and there's somebody else at the very beginning, too. There's but... supposed to be a linguist, but she doesn't end up coming. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't. But, so that's fine. And, like, that's a fair amount. Because, like, when they first start, they're, like, sampling things and mapping things. And that makes yeah. total sense. Like, mapping things to see what it looks like and learning. And that's what scientists do. Exactly. But then... Like, the things that confused me were other teams, like, her team that her husband was on, he was a medic, and he went there. Mm -hmm. And so, why? Well, he was on a bigger team, like, I think there was, like, 11 of them or something on, or, like, 8 or something. Like, a lot more people on some of the other teams. And, yeah, the team that is featured in the book, like, for some reason they decided that it should be an all-female team. Um, Not really clear on why just yeah. to try it and see what happened i think because the stress of whatever was going on there and like the psychological impacts i think made people go crazy so and like really paranoid and suspicious mm-hmm. of each other and like kill each other and stuff so yeah they thought they'd try like all female and see if it was more calm mm-hmm. spoiler alert it was not it was not um <laughs> well yeah. also like that's a bad study comparison um comparison if they're all hypnotized also so yeah, um, yeah the hypnosis was strange mm-hmm. i didn't like it me neither because it was again it was un um answered yeah like we don't know what the who the psychologist was like what her orders were what the main mission was for this expedition and also for her Mm-hmm. Um, and why she was doing that to them. It was it just to keep them calm? Because she obviously had, like, safe words and all of that kind of stuff Yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, she clearly but, had different orders than everybody yeah. else for the mission. And so, like, it just seems like there's, we're setting up the mission to fail if that was the kind of the case. Because she, like, regardless of her going crazy, she was also a little bit crazy, right? Yeah. Like, she was a power-hungry person who didn't get along with other people, and it's... It makes me think, like, I think I'm just realizing now that I had assumed the entire time that they had spent a lot of time together, like the um, astronauts do. Yeah, probably. Like, 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 spending, like, six months, like, living with each other before they go off on the thing to make sure that there's no personality issues. Because mm-hmm. um, that seems like a good way to plan things. I don't know. This mission seems very planned, but also very unplanned all at the same time. Yeah, it was like the mission was planned, except the people planning it had no idea what they were planning for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I mean, is fair enough. They really had no idea, but yeah, it was, yeah, I don't know. I want, I wanted the book to ra- wrap something up so that we would have something to say mm-hmm. about yeah, what it ended problem. up being about. But instead, it's just about really vague stuff, and we don't have a lot of... Details other than some, like, cool biology stuff that made it made us think of. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, what I don't even know what he was trying to say. Was he trying to say something about pollution, human impact on the environment, or nature, or nothing at all? Like, just or like, just the human condition, or just he just decided to sit down and write this crazy book because he obviously didn't look in, didn't interview any biologists. Yeah, or maybe, um, like, didn't realize that there's, like, hundreds of different kinds of biologists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
absolutely zero percent of them would carry a microscope with them on a day trip. Oh yeah. God. That was such a contrived plot device because she needed to have a microscope when she got back. And I'm like, well... Yeah, microscopes are heavy. Yeah, and... But yet well, she also, like, hid water in her sleep. Like, she... Yeah. <laughs> so many plot issues. Yeah, also, I'm, I'm so done with damaged women characters. <laughs> I know. Yeah, who, it would be nice to just have somebody who, like, is flawed, but not, like, yeah. completely and like. Up. It was so, because at some points she was normal flawed. I'm like, yes, she's an introvert who's married to an extrovert. That's a weird thing that we don't ever find out how that happened. Not that it can't happen, but it was, yeah, yeah, it's not like it can't happen, but it's like she was spent all this time talking about how they weren't happy, but we never found out how they got together in the first place. Yeah, were they ever happy? Yeah, were they they ever happy? Yeah. So why are they married? And she's like, I can't live without going to see nature. At nighttime in the dark, but I can see fish eggs, which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm a biologist, yeah. but I, all I care about is biology, but I don't care about writing my reports, which was like, what? Yeah, it was, that's how you move up. Like, yes, everybody has to do stuff in their job that they don't like, but like, if you don't write reports as a biologist, you don't get other jobs as a biologist. You also don't get a biology degree. No, the, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't get there in the first place without being able to yeah. do the and actual so, work. It's not just, like, looking at stuff and thinking thoughts. you got to, like, communicate those thoughts to other yeah. people. And, like, it's just, like, it doesn't make any sense that she can function as an adult because they just keep, he just keeps putting more damage on her. And those are the yeah. kinds of characters I can't stand anymore. I'm like, have her have flaws. Have her be obsessed with her job and so her marriage falls apart. That's yeah. totally fine and interesting. And like she went on the mission and now she wants to go on the mission because all of this all of these reasonings and biology and introvertedness and all of that stuff. But don't yeah. make her an extreme amazingly biologist who can't be bothered to write reports because she's so flighty. Yeah, like, she can't be all of those things. She can't be all of those things. That's not a person like that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um yeah. It was strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Maybe it's just me trying to, like, give the writer the benefit of the doubt, but, like, I feel like he's trying to clue into, like, something else weird in the real world is also going on, mm. but I don't think that's actually true. I don't know, because we don't I know anything about read, it. I'm just reading too much, like, post-apocalyptic other stuff. stuff. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So, yeah, at the beginning, her, like, job that she had before she went in or i think maybe before she was married i don't really know it's unclear it's like going to look at tide pools which like legit that would be a badass job mm-hmm. yeah yeah but like they don't like i don't know one person studying a bunch of tide pools for yeah. like four years in a small town that if that job existed i would have had it exactly <laughs> yeah it seemed yeah it was very yeah. strange and yeah yeah, and she was, yeah, by herself. Yeah. And then, you know, sleeping with all sorts of strangers and getting drunk because she's so damaged. Except she's introverted and doesn't like to talk to people. So how was that happening? Yeah, that was super weird. Also, like, do squid swim in tide pools? I don't know. No. I, the only squid I know are, like, open ocean squid. I don't think of squid as tide pools. No. Little octopus. Baby octopus? Sure. Maybe. And, like, then this is hard um, to, like... 
discuss because not only like this was before we go into Area X where everything mm-hmm. is crazy, but we don't know where this is set. There's no like it yeah. seems like Area X is kind of leaning towards a little bit of warmer. Yeah, maybe rainforest-y? I was thinking like Florida coast just because they yeah. talk about cypress trees and, um, and there's dolphins. like cypress. Cypress marshes are down there, and yeah, there'd be dolphins if it was off the coast of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking, like, Florida, Louisiana, mm-hmm. somewhere in that so, yeah, so, area. Like, um, but we have no idea, but Sea yeah. um, Stars, which she mentions mm-hmm. for, like, three paragraphs, but I globbed onto, Sea um, Stars <laughs> of the sides that she's uh, describing don't go yeah. into tide pools. Especially um, down in, like, yeah. warmer climates. Like, up here you can get... A big tide pool can have a pretty big sea star, but mm-hmm. not the size that she's talking about. No, she's talking about, she calls it the destroyer of worlds because nothing is named in this book, which is a whole other thing that we'll talk about. Um, yeah. But the destroyer of worlds is a some kind of nickname, not an official name, um, of the crown of thorns sea star, mm-hmm. which is a big Giant sea star. Oh, there's stats. Um, that eats other sea stars. Like, for sure. That's a big thing they do. They also eat coral, which is why they're called Destroyer of Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. Like, well, that's one of the nicknames, similarly to Killer of Whales. Um, yeah. So, Crown of Thorns sea star adults um, range in size from 25 to 35 centimeters. And they have 21 arms. Well, can't, up to 21 arms. It still doesn't make yeah. sense. You can't have 21 arms when you have a pental radial symmetry. No, they can. Madness! 21 isn't divisible by 5. No, I know. But um, sunflower stars don't have... They have, like, up to 18 or something. So the pentaradial symmetry, like, in their internal part, they still have, like, the five branches that come off, but then they just, like, yeah. have extra arms. Ugh, that ruins all my... Then it's not symmetry. Anyway, sorry. Well, the middle part, the like, the center disc is pentaradial symmetry, which is five-part symmetry, by the way. Yes. Sorry for using those big worms. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and they are mainly found in Australia, but they're found in warmer places as well. Indian Ocean, African Coast, Red Sea, Central America. So, you know, Um, but not in tide pools. 35 centimeters? No. Yeah. And And also if they eat coral, definitely not in tide pools. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. One uh, animal that did spring to mind is the sunflower sea star, which is mm-hmm. uh, Pycnopodia, which doesn't mean anything to anybody who's not us, because nobody else uses genus names to describe things, except nerds. Um, <laughs> and if they you listen to the po- this podcast, you might also be a nerd. Yeah. They have an arm span of a meter in diameter. Oh. Um, where are they up to? You know, up to, yeah. Um, the, and they so have crazy. 16 to 24 arms. Again, not pental radial. I'm yeah. so mad now. Anyway, yeah. Um, but sunflower sea stars are really real big. They live up here. Um, well, they live yeah. all along the uh, Pacific coast, but they're found here. Yeah, like off, all the way up into Alaska. And stuff. Yeah, they're found off the coast of BC a lot. And they are also whatever you want to call this. They eat other sea stars. They eat a lot of scallops. And well, every, all sea stars eat bivalves, but. Yeah. Um, they eat all other eat sea stars. They eat a lot of stuff because they're giant and they can't. Um, but again, still long enough. they, you know, a general rule of thumb is the bigger that you are, the deeper water that you are. And that doesn't count for everything or 
um, all animals, but it's a good thing when you're looking at tide pools versus um, not deeper, not tide pools. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You find a lot of sea stars and they can be really big um, in tide pools and you could definitely find small sunflower sea stars in tide pools yeah. for sure. Definitely. Especially bigger ones. ones, but not full grown ones. They, it's just, yeah. it's way too much work for them to get up there and there's not going to be enough food. So it all comes back to yeah. how much energy you are getting out of what you're expending. That's how yeah. all life works, which is... <laughs> and also, and sunflower stars, unlike a lot of the st- um, stars that are in tide pools that get bigger, sunflower stars don't have like a softer um, outer skin. So like, um, mm-hmm. like purple stars and orange stars and stuff, like the really common ones that here in the U.S. you would see like totally out of the water sometimes their outer skin is like really hard and like calcified. So they're able to retain water. Whereas sunflower stars like basically have to be underwater all the time. Yeah. And then another, um, sea stars also are the stronger outer skeleton is good for waves that crash upon them as well. Mm -hmm. And also seagulls and all sorts of large other things that small children, (laughs) tourists who are dumb. Yeah. Um, all of those kinds of things. Mostly seagulls though. Yeah. Um, seagulls. um the, my favorite fact about sunflower stars is that when full grown and properly motivated they can crawl as fast as a baby yeah which is pretty fast <laughs> it is really fast it's crazy like if you watch um there's videos and stuff at aquariums you can see of them recording them moving across their exhibits and like it's some when some of its time is sped up for other sea stars but sunflowers are not and you're just like good lord yeah yeah like Terrifying. They move so, yeah. fast and like 24 arms a meter long moving as fast as a baby like yep no thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm okay thank you. I'll stay up here I know you can't eat me because it takes a long time for you to eat a food and I can swim away but yeah. then makes me want to talk about giant clams so you should get back on track <laughs> so um, I guess the, fir- the first thing that this book made me think of was transitional ecosystems like so she starts off in tide pools, which are like transitional between the ocean and a rocky shore. Um, the area X seems to be a marsh or an estuary, mm-hmm. which is the where the where a river meets the sea. Um, and so um, these transitional ecosystems are usually really productive because they have like all of the stuff of one ecosystem meeting the stuff of another ecosystem. So you have like usually it's they're greater than the sum of their parts. So mm-hmm. things like estuaries are both like there's land stuff and water stuff. And then also all these animals that are moving from freshwater to saltwater or um, able to take advantage of all the nutrients that are coming from the land to the water. So you get like really um, productive marshes. They're really great places for farming. Um, like uh, river estuaries are, yeah, like, floodplains of rivers and stuff is like where like human civilization developed right Mm -hmm. because they were productive enough to be able to farm um yeah so i don't know i probably one of my first biology education jobs i talked i taught a lot about estuaries we talked about how like estuaries are hotels like animals stop over in them on a migratory route their nurseries lots of animals have give birth in estuaries their restaurants like they're really good places to find food even if you don't actually live right in the estuary um, lots of animals like go to an estuary for the day, like flamingos and ibis and stuff will go to an estuary, eat, and then go back up into trees or wherever to live. 
And then lots of animals live in estuaries. So. That's nice. That's Yay, a nice estuaries. parable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and a nice, so like, um, river meeting the sea estuary, high nutrient example off of our coast would be, of course, the Fraser River where all the water comes out. And that's why one of the reasons why we have the resident killer whales here, because um, mm-hmm. all the salmon comes out. Because um, yeah. it's a really nutritious river, and then they all come out, and the killer whales go eat them all up. Yum, yum, yum. That's the theory. Actually, killer anyway. whales usually eat them on their way back in, but that's okay. True. But. <laughs> but. Lots yes. going on in an estuary. So, yeah. um, And then because of, like, estuaries are also, like, pretty nice places for people to live, so then human impact, like, that disrupts that connectivity, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, dredges out rivers and blocks the access between like the shore and the ocean um, has like a bigger impact on a connective ecosystem than other ones. So I don't know. That was like an interesting thing. Um, Like this area X is in this one area, but I would be curious, like in the world of annihilation, are there other area X's or is it just this one that Mm -hmm. is getting invested in? Yeah. Invested, not invested. Yeah. And like, and we never find out, why it's weird and stuff but does it have to do with the way that it is like is it because it's an estuary that allowed it to yeah be weird yeah, or no. i don't know that's kind of why like, i thought it was aliens also like it was yeah. like something landed there or some mutation or some i don't know x-men i don't know yeah exactly or like a um asteroid or something mm-hmm. yeah it was crazy um so I always, I've never been to the south, southern marshes off the coast, like these cypress swamps, but I've seen pictures and they, they look really creepy because like cypress trees are really weird looking to me because they're just unfamiliar. And then they have all the like Spanish moss and normal moss and lichens and all this stuff. And they just look like super crazy. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Creepy, creepy. Um, speaking of mosses, Lindsay, how do you feel about mosses? I am... Um ambivalent towards mosses uh i used to like to play with them when i was young but that was just the normal moss that we have here i don't know yeah um but i don't need to have strong feelings about it because my best friend does (laughs) (laughs) i'm a big fan of moss (laughs) i like moss i like actually it's not specifically the moss but places that have lots of moss are great places i also like that I like places yes. that have lots of moss. Yes, because they have lots of trees. They have lots of moisture. They're usually humid because um, mosses are non-vascular plants. I took a whole course on non-vascular plants. <laughs> it was... A thing that happened. Boring. <laughs> boring. But, because, um, yeah, so non-vascular plants, it was like algae and moss and ferns. I think. Mm-hmm. Those ferns are cool. It was a long time ago. It was like 2002. So long, long time ago. But yeah, so mosses, basically uh, trees and um, plants and stuff, they have roots and they have stems and they are able to transport water all the way from the roots up to the tops of their trees or tops of the flowers. Mosses don't do that. They have like grabby bits to hold on to whatever they're attached to. And then they just like are there. They don't transport water. So they're non-vascular, like your vascular system is your um, blood's blood and uh, circulatory system so yeah so mosses just kind of can crop up wherever they want and they're soft and they're 
delightful and they're really pretty when they're all dewy. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love moss. <laughs> I love moss. Uh, <laughs> I've been to a couple places that have like really epic moss, like uh, Haida Gwaii, uh, in the nor- off the north coast of British Columbia. Much moss. And then also uh, lots of parts of New Zealand have really good moss. I'm a fan. Yes. I'm a fan. Um, speaking of mosses mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. New Zealand mm-hmm. and also uh, bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. So in the book, there's like a really weird plot point of writing, like glowy writing on the walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. In the tunnel Do you have tower. Like a description of well, it's it was like? really hard to describe because it makes no sense from a biologist's mind, which is the point. Um, mm-hmm. But they go down into this tunnel, like this um, mine shaft, and uh, then on, like a little bit down, there's writing on the walls, um, like a like ongoing long sentence thing. But when they look at it, it's actually glowing. And made up of living organisms that they've never seen before, like living creatures um, that are, I don't think they, she, does she just discover whether they're animals or plants? Mm. Or do they just sound like they, she just assumes that they're animals? I don't remember. I feel like I the hand, hand-shaped creeper creatures are animals, but there's spores, which could yeah. be animals, but yeah, they're, they're more she's plant-like. Never... Yeah, she doesn't say if they're plants or animals. Yeah, she just call what well, she calls them creatures, so maybe Yeah. But also there's there's living things that aren't plants or animals, like fungi. Also true. Yeah. So So she never really looks into that. Um so they're made up of something that's alive and then it's being written constantly as it goes down and down and down by also by something that's alive. And it's been always being written. Like when it goes down, then it starts again. Um, and that's part of the mystery, and I was really interested mm-hmm. to f- have that be discovered, which of course we didn't because oh, we didn't. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then also you discover that the tunnel is alive and breathing, which makes me just think about the asteroid that they land on in Empire Strikes Back. Yes, it also makes me think of um, like walking. So we were. In our other podcast, Whale Sales podcast, we were talking about how big blue whales are, mm-hmm. and they're so big that you can like walk through their um, yes, lots of their blood vessels and stuff. And that it made me think of like being inside of some like something's blood vessels and like they're pulsing. Ugh. Yeah, creepy. yeah, because it creepy, was creepy, they were creepy. moving. So yeah, it's something like that. Like you know, like the feeling of when they step off of the Millennium Falcon and they're on the thing and it's moving. Oh, and yes. but this is even more so because it's surrounding You're them. So yeah, it's like inside, a, it. inside a blood vessel, and it's just like, oh, that's so weird. And like, is this some giant monster? Is it like a, a giant Venus flytrappy thing? Which is what I was imagining because that's what I think the thing from Empire Strikes Back looks like. Um, yeah. And it's fascinating. And then there's this other creature which turns out to be like a human covered in like Slimer. That's what I got. Yeah. Basically Slimer yeah. that's glowing. But oh, with a human so on the insides? Maybe. Um, who's writing a fate? It just is so weird. And, like, some of it could be really fascinating. 
Yeah, because so the writing super reminded me of... Lindsay hasn't seen Battlestar Galactica yet, but <laughs> in Battlestar Galactica, there's these things called the hybrids, and they like are the... So a hybrid from like a pure machine to an organic being, because that's what Cylons end up trying to become. And so they're like computers of the big ships that the Cylons have. And they just like are in these pools, but they like speak crazy. Just some, it seems like words, but then some of the characters get really obsessed with like trying to find meaning in what the hybrid Mm. is saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. The utter- so I'm just reading from a description. The utterances appear to be a mixture of system status reports as well as observations of events in and around the battle base star that may not be describable in words. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's what the writing reminded me of. Like, yeah. like something that like you think might have meaning and maybe like a word here and there, like you assume has meaning, but it's also just like stream of consciousness words mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. But yeah. Glowy stuff in caves. Um I the first time I went to New Zealand without Lindsay, um we went to these caves in Waitomo and they have, um, they call them glowworms, but they're not actually worms. They are insect larvae. So like little grubs. So they make these like sticky silk threads, right? Cause moth, um, caterpillars mm-hmm. use silk, like silk worms. Yeah, yeah. But the, the silk threads are glowy because they have uh, luciferin is a molecule. And then this luciferase enzyme breaks down the luciferin and it, it causes a chemical reaction that makes glowingness happen. So cool. It's basically the same way that all bioluminescence happens. Um, and then, yeah, the pupae and the adults also glow, but they don't really know why. They think it's just like leftover. So, yeah, Are the, silkworms the larvae caterpillars? Do it to attract prey. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. But yeah, it makes yeah. sense from that book we read about the silk purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middlesex. That's the one. Middlesex. That's yes, the one that the... had the, the silkworms. The Silkworms, yeah. Yeah. That's a crazy book also. Yeah. Nothing to do with any of this. But yes, that ba- I've just never put that together before. Anyway, sorry to interrupt yeah. your awesome bioluminescence-ness. Oh. Bioluminescence. So yeah. it's the um, best. Oh, the best. Yes. Lindsay and I have had a lot of great ocean experiences with bioluminescence, mm-hmm. but very different than cave bioluminescence. Oh, yeah. Like, both amazing. So yeah, the Waitomo, I think, I don't know, I, I was, it was cool, but I think because I'd seen ocean bioluminescence my whole life growing up, it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. this magic crazy thing because I, like, knew what it was. Yeah. But still, it was very cool. So it seems like maybe, and I'm entirely ready to be convinced that this is wrong, but that the people are getting, like, covered in, taken over by fungus moss alien spores? Does that you mean like the biologist or well because the no the other ones the other ones like the older ones like people who die Mm. or maybe don't die like yeah the other people that were there and then well because the psychologist has a wound and it's glowing yeah i don't know and then so the biologist pretty close to the beginning like inhales some spores or something mm-hmm. and then starts acting differently or like thinks she's acting differently than everybody else and she's like the main one that doesn't seem well I mean it's all from her perspective so like they all go crazy and she goes different crazy yeah and then also like the like her husband when he comes back isn't really himself like he's sort of amnesia and 
crazy and then kills himself? No, he has cancer. But he has cancer. Yeah. He dies. Okay. And then, but then they find like all the journals of everybody that Mm -hmm. even though people that had left are like still in Area X. And so then there was like, it felt like they were saying that people went, or like the fungus like made copies of people. Yeah, definitely that. And then it's the copies that went out. Or maybe not. Who knows? I don't know, because it's also was like, I kind of thought like some of the animals, like the dolphins, were humans. Um, Yeah. And like maybe they semi implied that her husband was a dolphin. Like the dolphin that she saw. And then there was the boar at the beginning. And then there was the unknown moany beast thing. Yes. I don't know. It was weird. So, anyways. The only biological, real-world analog that this made me think of was, like, the fairly internet-famous zombie ant fungus. Um, Which, this book isn't really about zombies, but it's definitely about, like, there's something biological happening to these people that, like changes their behavior which is basically what the zombie ant fungus does it also kills the ant in the progress in progress so basically these ants in a forest like um, tropical rainforest canopy get this uh, fungal infection and it causes them to change their behavior so these ants are usually found up in the canopies of the trees doing their thing and funguses like to be down on the forest floor where it's like darker and more humid so it causes the ants to like climb down in like down to the forest floor once they get there they attach themselves to the other side of a leaf. The ant dies. The fungus like produces its fruiting bodies, like reproductive stages, and then it blows up through the ant, and the spores go everywhere. Mm. So you know, fun way for an ant to die. Yeah, slowly. That sounds but, kind of like know. the Ant Man Thanos theory, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Except it's a fungus inside an ant yeah. rather than then an Ant Man inside of Thanos. Yes. Um, um, yes. But like infections change our behavior all the time too right like Mm -hmm. when you get a cold you get like a runny nose and part of the reason for that is like to make you like fluid comes out of your body which is like partly an immune response but also like good for the um bacteria or whatever virus that's Mm -hmm. in your body like to spread itself also yeah 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 so yeah yeah you know minor change to our behavior it doesn't cause us to you know attach ourselves by our mouth to the underside of a leaf and die but no you know yes i agreed with all of that i was just trying to be quiet so you could cut out the really loud plane that was behind me just now (laughs) awesome (laughs) anyway um (sighs) but yeah it was an interesting thing and that's a good theory of like the spores infecting her and changes her stuff and but like is she crazy or are they crazy and like Yes, would be my answer to that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Everybody's yeah. crazy. It was, um, yeah, I don't know. Ugh, crazy, crazy. All right. Well, I think that probably wraps up our random discussion mm-hmm. of this book. It's very was, random. Had lots of biology words in it. Mm-hmm. But... And lots of biology things, but the plot was not as biology as we thought it was. That is correct. So hopefully we'll find a better biology book to read next time we we do a book indeed if you have any suggestions of awesome biology books or books that you have biology questions about you can reach us on social media at nature finds a pod 
on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. Yep. Or you can subscribe to our podcast at Nature Finds a Podcast. Mm-hmm. Find it wherever your podcasts are. Yeah, and if you've read the books, especially if you read the other two, tell us about them. We don't mind being spoiled. Um, and if you've seen the movie or, and or read the books, tell us about the movie because I'm intrigued to see what they do to it because it has an amazing cast. Um, yeah, that's and, the main reason that I would watch the movie. Yeah, and, but I think that it would make me more angry now because it would just be like, Similar things, but still no answers. <laughs> so I yeah, probably we'll yeah. Also, it's apparently suspenseful, so you know I don't I don't do that <laughs> shit. Um, but anyway, Indeed. tell us about them, and also tell us about good biology books to read because sometimes it's hard for us to find. If you if you cite, if you type biology books into Google, you just get books about biology, like nonfiction, which nonfiction we've read because. You know. Yeah. Anyway, let us know. Uh, yeah, subscribe, rate, review, all that jazz, and we'll be okay. back soon with a, something that's a little bit more fun. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Bye bye. Bye.